0: Have some movies you'd like us to review? Tell us! Send us an email at driveinmovieshr at gmail.com.
1: Or slide into our DMs on Instagram and Twitter at drivemoviespod or on Facebook at Hogan and Rudy.
0: Let us know what to watch next. And now, on with the show! A new episode of Driving Movies with Hogan and Rudy, uh, technically finishing off the month of March, but also creeping into April now. Uh, we have a how would you describe this crime drama? Crime, matchup? yeah.
1: Good versus evil.
0: Yeah. Police versus cops and robbers. How about that? <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> uh, this week we are doing Heat. Versus The Untouchables. So getting into the details, starting with Heat. That is from what year? 1995. You are correct, 1995. That is written and directed by Michael Mann. That stars Al Pacino as Vincent Hanna, Robert De Niro as Neil Macaulay, Val Kilmer as Chris Scheherilis. I don't actually know how you say his last name. Sh. Scheherilis. That's what you get. Scheherilis. <laughs> John Voight as Nate. Amy Brenneman as Edie. Ashley Judd as Charlene Scheherilis. And Kevin Gage as Wayne Grow. Some other big names in there. You have Dennis Haysbert, uh, also known as the Allstate guy. Natalie Portman. Hank Azaria. Ted Levine. Uh, Mikkel T. Williamson. Wes Studi. Tom Sizemore, Danny Trejo, and William Fichtner. Uh that is going up against the Untouchables. From what year?
1: I almost said nineteen thirty, but <laughs> whoa, that's, that's the decade. Uh, I think it's nineteen eighty-seven.
0: You're right. You, you've been doing very well at this. Uh, year? Your question. Are you skeptical? Um, a little. uh suspicious of <laughs> your knowledge. That is directed by brian de palma written by david mamet that stars kevin costner as elliot ness sean connery as jim malone charles martin smith as oscar wallace andy garcia as george stone and robert de niro once again as al capone that's the majority of the cast in that one the only other notable name is patricia clarkson who plays um, kevin costner's wife she is only listed as elliot ness's wife Oh, even get a name. Shoot. So those are the two movies, and I will turn it over to you to go over what they're about.
1: Yeah, like you said, there are two Cops versus Robbers movies, just different decades. Heat takes place in the 90s, just like it came out in 1995. You have Robert De Niro as the head crime group leader. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to describe him. He's like just this crew. He's the head. He's not like a mob boss or anything. But he is picking up some pretty big heists so it's up to al pacino who's the lapd detective to hunt him down in a game of cat versus mouse and then you have the untouchables very similar but it takes place in the 30s uh robert de niro is alpa not al pacino <laughs> oh Ro- oh that's a twist robert de niro is L. What's I want to say Pacino again. Capone! I couldn't think of Al Capone's name. Did I say Al Capone when I named
0: off the characters, or did I say Al I, you, you said
1: Al Capone. I just, oh, okay. w- I just want to say Al Pacino for some he, reason. You had me worried about... No, no. I was like,
0: oh wait, what did I say? <laughs> I couldn't remember his name.
1: And then you have Kevin Costner trying to... That whole story, it kind of goes along with history of Elliot Ness and his Untouchables trying to capture Al Capone and eventually getting him on tax evasion. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: of all the things yeah (laughs) all right so let's get into our categories here starting with writing what'd you think about these two these were different
1: so i feel like i always start off with that
0: these are different (laughs) of course course (laughs) they are this is a different movie
1: this is a different movie than the last week we did (laughs) um the untouchables i'll start with that one it was weird it was not what i expected i've never seen the untouchables Mm -hmm. it almost felt i don't like cartoony. I don't know. So there's some pretty graphic scenes, but the theme of it is very lighthearted for Mm -hmm. the, it's like totally different from heat. Heat is very intense. What I expected. Untouchables is different, which all the way thinking through that movie, I was like, "I, I don't, I don't know if I like it, but then at parts I'd be like, I do like it, but I
0: don't know. And then I, they'd go into the I, next scene. And I, yeah, and, and that was I'm It's like, kind of cheesy. Yeah, this is kind of weird. Uh, I actually kind of feel the same way where you get a very different feel watching both these movies. I mean, obviously, they're two different time periods, two different stories, but you kind of have the same elements to the story in both movies. They're just presented differently. So mm-hmm. where Heat, like you said, is a little bit more intense, I think it's because Heat feels more realistic. Like it, it feels mm-hmm. like you're actually watching what's unfolding in real time untouchables has more of that kind of hollywood dramatization glossed over it where the intense moments are a little over the top and cheesy and then you'll go right into like the light-hearted joking let's go round up the gang our <laughs> gang's gonna go and stop these bad guys and, you know it just doesn't seem as uh believable as heat he does some things that are pretty grandiose. Some of the some of the heists are are pretty high scale, but no part of that movie do I think they like overachieve what they're trying to set out to do or nothing really felt cheesy in the writing. It just felt natural. You you have the back and forth between Al Pacino and uh, Robert De Niro, which I think is is a nice balance in that movie especially since it's Almost three hours long. Um, It's almost kind of like it splits it in two where you have Al Pacino's story. You're following his character. He's trying to track down Robert De Niro's gang who keeps getting away. But then you also have Robert De Niro who's planning the next heist just trying to get by get enough and then once once they have the score that they're looking to get you know part ways and and move on what's kind of cool and what i like about heat specifically is yes you have robert de niro's team who keeps getting away but al pacino and the detectives who are working to take down that crew are always like right there like yeah so each character is kind of dealing with the stress of al pacino's almost got him but then And Robert De Niro's side, it's like, they cannot for a second take a break because the the police are right there at every every turn. So it kind of keeps that tension going throughout the runtime. And you don't have, you know, a lot of those movies you have like, oh, the police almost got them, but they keep getting away. But this one, it's like the police are like literally around (laughs) the corner. And by some miracle, they didn't catch Robert De Niro this time. So I like I like that element to the story. And I think it helps kind of make that movie a little bit more digestible by splitting it between the two leads. Whereas Untouchables, you have the same kind of back and forth where Elliot Ness is trying to catch Al Capone in the act and, and get him or catch him red-handed. But you don't really have the Al Capone side. Al Capone's just kind of... And maybe that works for the story because he's just kind of a, a name. You know, you don't really yeah. You don't really get to know the character. You don't really get to see what he's doing. You just know from Elliot Ness's side that he's bad and they got to catch him. <laughs> and then Robert De Niro shows up every now and then and yells or beats someone up. And then they go back to Elliot Ness and you follow their crusade. But The Untouchables also has, and maybe I'll talk about this in tech. I feel like I jump around the categories all the time when we talk about these. <laughs> but The Untouchables also kind of has weird pacing to me. Like... It does. I don't know. It's like all of a sudden they're like, "All right, we caught him." Oh wait, no, we we didn't get enough information. All right, now now we're going on this raid. Wait, what is this raid also Al Capone? What what's the purpose of getting this raid? Oh, we we stopped the raid. Okay, we can't catch Al Capone. Oh wait, look at these <laughs> books. We have Al Capone's books. No, we can't we can't catch him there. And it's just like I don't. It's an I don't want to say it's an easier story to follow than Heat. Yet, I felt so confused at times. like Yes, I where, agree. Where we were or what we were doing. So with that in mind, and not getting kind of the, the dual aspect that Heat has, I think Heat's writing, because it's more realistic, because you get the two sides to the different characters, because I think the pacing works, despite having a long runtime, I think the writing is, is more impressive in Heat than in Untouchables.
1: Yes, I agree. There's And that's not fair, because Untouchables was off a real story. <laughs> you couldn't write around that? Right.
0: Uh, uh, You're practically heat, given it.
1: <laughs> heat had a lot of moving parts. Robert De Niro also had a, like a guy who broke off from his get his, yep. his crew. So that was a whole nother side story. You don't get a lot of it, mm-hmm. but you know he's out there. He's kind of going rogue and so not only is Robert De Niro trying to avoid the police, he's also going after his old gang member. Right. To try to get rid of him. Uh, and then you have something unique that I've never seen in one of these movies. These cops versus robbers. Al Pacino pulls over Robert De Niro mm-hmm. and asks him to get a cup of coffee. And they just talk. They know that Robert De Niro knows that Al Pacino's a cop. And Al Pacino knows that that's the guy he's looking for. But they don't do anything. They just mm-hmm. have coffee. Which is very interesting because they understood each other. They're like, you pick this life, I pick this life.
0: That's it. And they're Good both... Luck. You know, they both kind of sacrifice their life for what they do. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, if I have
1: to kill you, then... Yeah. That's It's a mutual
0: respect, but that's not going to keep them from doing their job.
1: It was fun. I like Heat. I'm going with Heat, too.
0: Characters. Let's talk about the characters.
1: Uh, Al Pacino yells a lot, just like (laughs) every other movie. She's got a great
0: ass! (laughs) Yeah. I always wondered where that came from. Apparently that, uh line was improvised and so the guy that he says that to he was like i was legitimately like shocked so like his face in the movie is like uh (laughs) what's happening oh it's the typical robert
1: de niro al pacino Mm -hmm. robert de niro he plays always a good villain except maybe not in untouchables but i'll get on that (laughs) (laughs) because in heat he's very good he plays the crew. I like how he kind of controls his crew. Like the one guy who gets out of hand in the, the initial opening scene. And he starts killing off too many guards. And that's how he gets kicked out of the, the crew. But he has control over it. And I guess I saw some morals in him, even though he is he's got a still a criminal. Of he does. It's organized crime. Right. It's, he's not lawless. Um, Those are the main two that you see most of the time. Yeah, v- uh, Val Kilmer yeah that's right he's
0: kind of the next big uh big character in that that group i like his kind of side story it's not my favorite he's not my favorite character he's kind of a scumbag character kind of yeah but i think his side story also kind of helps move that movie along and i think that that end scene between him and his ex-wife you're like okay i i get this i like
1: it that's right they all have their love interests too Mm -hmm. but it's not too much it all plays along with the story cuz you yep. see all of their personal lives Edie I thought she had a weird accent in the beginning it sounded <laughs> southern and then it kind of went away so i don't know what happened there and Edie is Robert De Niro's love interest which that story is kind of weird
0: yeah i i think the the thing that i never really understand and You know, it's, it's a love story and maybe love is the answer, but you always have kind of those relationships forming. And then the one person finds out that the other person is like a bad guy. He's, (laughs) he's killed people. He's, uh, he's stolen lots of things. And they have that initial, like, you're a monster, but then they're like, but I'm going to run away with you anyway. Yeah. Yep. And you're like,
1: pack up your stuff. Let's go.
0: Why? 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 You're just throwing um, away
1: the rest of your life.
0: Yeah, so so that's mm-hmm. the only kind of beef I have with that character is like, again, you have that initial like, whoa, you're a terrible person. How could you do these things? But I love you. <laughs> yeah. And yes, I will run away with you. You're like, Even no. though it's only been like a week. Right? Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> we've gone on two dates. I will spend the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whoa. All right. <laughs> Interesting. Yes. Untouchables. I don't
1: think Robert de Niro played Al Capone that great.
0: They didn't really give him too much to go off of. I mean, Al Capone had three scenes, four scenes maybe.
1: And I guess I'm talking like I know Al Capone like yeah, he, I, I knew him. You d- could have done, done a better like Al Capone. Like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: He so he going off of nothing
1: like <laughs> I don't even know what he sounds like. So going off of nothing, that's that's my opinion. Kevin Costner as Elliot Ness. I don't know why I have a beef with this movie. <laughs> I just didn't care.
0: I don't really. Him. I don't really like Kevin Costner as an actor. He's fine, but like I've never seen a Kevin Costner performance that stands out. Like he plays the same character in every movie, and it's just Kevin Costner. Like Field of Dreams could have th- that g- that farmer could have been Elliot Ness. <laughs> could have been. Maybe it was. Maybe Elliot Ness didn't have a good relationship with his dad. Wanted to play baseball with him.
1: <laughs> Sean Connery was Sean Connery was also good. kind of plays the same person. He does play the Sean, same.
0: <laughs> Sean Connery's a better actor though, by far. Yeah. And he kind of took over as like the lead. And that's that's where <laughs> some of the pacing is also weird because I don't know. You have an initial interaction between him and Sean Connery. Kevin Costner like has botched. Raid, raid, yeah, yeah, on a, mm-hmm. on a shipment of alcohol during the Prohibition, and uh he's like sulking and he's walking around, and then Sean Connery shows up. He's just a random cop and like gives him a hard time, and then all of yeah. a sudden, like the next thing you know, Kevin Costner shows up at like his house, and he's like, "Hey, <laughs> yeah. you want to join my team?" What? What's <laughs> happening in this movie? And then all of a sudden, Sean Connery's like, "I I know exactly where all the alcohol is. I know exactly yeah. how to get Al Capone." And you're like, "What is happening?" Like. W- yeah, Who is this, guy? To do- <laughs> this guy was just walking down the street being a cop, and now all of a sudden he's like, I know where all the joints are. We're going to go hit them up right now. Here's a gun. Let's go stop this one place. And you're like, uh, Yep. Where were they even were give you an this account- a gun. Like, what? Yeah. The like, accountant at the FBI? FBI, like, You got a badge? Here's a gun. Come yep. with us. <laughs> and then he was like shooting like 15 people, and you're like, What? What is happening? What is this movie?
1: (laughs) It's just, that's why it's like goofy and like cartoonish to me. I don't know. It's like Dick Tracy. (laughs) (laughs) And Elliot Ness's wife who doesn't get a, you're right. It just says Ness's wife. Ness's wife. Ness's wife. Who gets sent away right away because the
0: gang's trying to take him out. Ah, I'm giving my points to heat. I liked Andy Garcia as George Stone. He's my favorite character. I liked Sean Connery but his character was just I, I don't know, he just came out of nowhere. I think he oh, won an Oscar for this role for supporting actor. I think he won an Oscar for
1: I guess it depends what they what it went up against. Yeah, I was going
0: to say <laughs> it didn't particularly uh give me give me Oscar vibes. You want to know what, what also I think is terrible in that movie and probably feeds into your goofiness of it. This might be a spoiler alert. This movie oh, is never. like 30 years old, so deal with it. <laughs> 35 years old sean connery in the movie at one point mm-hmm. get shot like 15 times <laughs> yeah. and this guy's still alive he's for, already like
1: 70 i don't for, know in yeah. this movie
0: like they use a like tommy gun and just riddle just riddle him with bullets like he gets <laughs> shot in the front and then he turns around and he gets shot in the back a couple times and this guy this guy crawls back inside his apartment and is all is alive for like another couple hours like he's Kevin Costner shows up, and they're like, "There was some gunshots," and Sean Connery's just like laying on the ground waiting for him. And you're like, <laughs> with what? like a hundred gunshots, <laughs> yeah. You're like, what is happening? <laughs> this guy's invincible right now. <laughs> I don't know. That always bothers me in movies where, like, I guess you know, it all depends on your vital organs, whatever. But you get shot that many times, you're bleeding out. I don't like think, yeah, that. I don't think that's going to stay <laughs> bleeding out pretty quickly. I would think, especially when you see like the blood go flying. You're like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Uh you're telling me this guy's still alive anyway i digress <laughs> i give my points to heat nice we agree what
1: about music oh i have a lot to say about music i'm going after untouchables again
0: oh i
1: it's a 30s movie but you can tell it was made in the 80s okay yeah <laughs> i and this could just it's certainly just me i if i'm watching something from the 30s maybe music that is not smooth jazz would be cool I don't know. It took me out of the feeling of being in the '30s, mm-hmm. and then at parts it felt like a western when they're all riding horses. Oh yeah, that was weird too. <laughs> <laughs> that one like raid they're... where
0: they're like, "All right, boys, let's go." And you're like, "Yeah." Like in a cabin waiting, I was like, "Am I watching? What am I watching?" Like four guys all with like shotguns riding on horses, and then and then there's and then there's mounties on the other end. You're like, "What?"
1: Yeah. And the Mounties don't listen to their... I don't know. It's weird. We're going back to characters. Yeah, I'm going back. I'll I'll leave that there. Music's weird. I didn't really care for it. The 80s music against 30s scene. Like a 30s set. What about Heat? I liked Heat. It was fine. There was some suspense music. I'm trying to think if there's any, like, 90s. I'm sure there was some, some type of 90s music thrown in there. But I can't remember.
0: Heat, I can't remember the music too much from... It was the pretty only, forgettable. Yeah, the only music I remember is at the very end. And it's kind of like a... It like end scene
1: into the credits? Or Yeah,
0: it almost sounds like a sci-fi kind of... Like a happy ending of a sci-fi movie. It's kind of weird. <laughs> I don't know if it necessarily matches the, the tone of the movie. I will disagree with you, though. Mm, okay. I like the soundtrack in... Untouchables. I think it's a good. I think it is an eighties movie, and you can tell it's an eighties movie with the music. But I think they do a fun take on like a thirties kind of style. There is a little bit of a western feel to it because Ennio Morricone is the composer who does like The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, and Once Upon a Time in the West, and all that. So you kind of get a little bit of that western flavor, and it is kind of like. I mean, the movie's kind of like a western theme painted in. 30s yeah yeah for sure colors um where you have the the lone gunmen going up against the uh the bandits mm-hmm. i think the music does a good job i think i like the kind of smooth jazz big band aspects because it it reminded me of like a 30s chicago may have been cheesy but i i, I dug it and i like the the opening intro the opening intro where, where you're just getting like the the names of everyone and you get like the doodle dun 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 don't, don't don't. <laughs> Hopefully, I don't get uh, pinged for copyright yeah, issues. You're gonna, even yeah, though I'm gonna pretty sure I, our even though I'm pretty sure I, uh, my rendition of that was terrible, and <laughs> the opening sounds absolutely nothing like that. But as the movie was starting, I was like, all right, I could get into this. So I, I enjoyed the music. I noticed it more in the Untouchables, mm-hmm. and I liked it more. So I'll give, I will give the Untouchables a point in music.
1: Uh, I have to give it to Heat since I trashed <laughs> Untouchables. <so. laughs> since I trashed it, it gets I got it by me. default. I didn't. I didn't like it, but
0: it'll, it'll get the point. It didn't make you mad. He, yeah, he, he didn't make you mad. Therefore, that's true. It wins the yes. Point. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's talk about tech. So I don't know if this was just me, but
1: any of the speaking in I watched this on AMC Plus. So I don't know if it was just AMC Plus, if it was my TV, but anything in heat, I couldn't hear the voices unless it was up like way loud. Mm. And then Al Pacino would yell, and I'd have to turn it down or the Not music because explosions explosions. <laughs>
0: Because Al Pacino was, started screaming. He,
1: that's basically it, yeah. So I don't know if you had that same thing, or if it was just Um me. No,
0: I mean, I listen, I, I had the movie, so I, I put it in. I listened to, I, I, the whole movie was pretty loud. I had it turned up high anyways. Because we're deaf. So, yeah, because I'm deaf. And I have <laughs> subtitles. I turn it all the way up, and I have subtitles on, because that's my life now. <laughs> it's it's like, it's bad, because now you go to the movie theater. You're like, I can't. And, and, the, and the movie's going, and I'm like. Really wish, really wish there are subtitles on right now. We're going to have to go even, on Senior Tuesdays. Even though it's a movie theater. So, like, the screen is blasting. You've got, like, surround sound stereo. And sometimes I still can't understand what they're saying. I was like, man, if, if they had subtitles, I'd know what the hell is happening right now. But these people are talking so quietly or they're, like, mumbling. And you're like, I missed it. I have no idea what that person said. Now I have no idea what's going on in this movie. <laughs> um, but I did not have that issue with heat when I watched Okay. It.
1: That was just amc plus or something i don't know or my tv that's what i had in tech for for that's it 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 was a pretty dark movie Mm -hmm. uh it felt very 90s clothing wise and yeah so you could definitely tell its age if you popped it on the scenes were fun i don't know i didn't notice anything special about it though
0: yeah the biggest thing between heat and the untouchables for me kind of already talked about this is that untouchables feels like a hollywood movie yeah heat feels a little bit more grounded realistic so i think the tech really helps in when you're when these guys are going to do the heist you feel like you're in the car with them doing the heist there oh, yeah. is a, a robbery at a bank and a, a well, the word is gunned down afterwards in the streets oh, that was intense that scene is intense and it feels like natural and it feels like it feels like you're on the street watching this happen so i think the constant shooting for like mm-hmm five six minutes that's what it felt like yep so i think in that aspect i think the tech did a good job of matching the type of tech that they needed to make that movie feel the way that it did yeah and i I, that's kind of a vague general statement i'm sure (laughs) i'm sure every person who works on you know cinematography and editing and wants the movie to feel a certain way but i think that heat really did a good job in in conveying that with their movie whereas the untouchables there was a lot of nice shots uh you had a lot of you had a lot of pan down shots so you had it from like the camera is on the ceiling looking down at, at things sure uh they had a lot of nice shots it was a little bit more artistic in the way that that movie was was put together it doesn't necessarily mean in better though i think the tech and heat matched its story a little bit better whereas the untouchables it was nice to look at but other than that nothing really stands out and i do have an issue It, it might be writing it might be tech it might just be the overall enjoyment of the movie but there's one scene in that movie that Jesus Christ! I was like, <laughs> "This needs to stop right now." Let me hear it. What is it? It's in the train station, and Which one is that? there's a mom yes. trying to bring her baby up a couple of stairs. This scene lasts for like 15 minutes, stair by like stair. Seven minutes is is Elliot Ness trying to find the bookkeeper. he's going to be on this train the bookkeeper for al capone and instead he's well not instead but he's he's looking out for this guy but at the same time he keeps looking down at this woman who is trying to bring her baby's carriage up a flight of stairs one step at a time (laughs) and it lasts it lasts for like five minutes then finally he's like let me go help her. And then it's him dragging the baby's carriage up the stairs for like five minutes. And you're like, how How many stairs are there? Let's just get this baby up here. <laughs> then a gunfight ensues while they're at the train station. And, and right as they get to the top stair, oh, no, mm-hmm. he lets go of the baby carriage. So now you got to watch another five minutes in slow-mo of the baby falling down the stairs. And you're like, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my god stop please (laughs) i hated that scene i was like this whoever decided this as like a stylistic choice terrible i'm not for it i like
1: how they just all disregarded too like they know there's a child in there and everyone's just like
0: nah, push it down yeah it it takes like and again it takes five minutes for them to notice and they're like oh no i should go save this baby while he's on like the last stair. yeah also the mom is scared for her baby it's where's the baby gonna go like, it's going to roll down to the bottom of the stairs, and then, what? Like, a guy saves it by running into the carriage. Mm-hmm. So Doesn't like, he, like, catch it at the last step? Yeah. So, it, like, crashes into him. Yeah. Where was the baby going to go? <laughs> like, it's not like it was a bottomless pit. The baby would have gone to the last stair, probably drifted a bit on the on the platform. Away he wasn't from the gunfight. <laughs> away from the gunfight. Yeah, he was <laughs> right in the middle of the gunfight. <laughs> It wasn't going to fall into the train tracks because the station was parallel to... I don't know. I'm not going to try to solve it, but (laughs) it was just a stupid scene, I think. And you had slow-mo. where I I know your feelings. Slow-mo's fine. Some slow-mo's done really well, but especially when it feels like you're dragging out that scene, no. Slow-mo should be used when it's like a super fast scene, not a slow scene, and then you're like, let's slow this down. Let's slow it down even more. (laughs) So again, I give my point to... yeah
1: i don't i didn't really have anything interesting in untouchables i don't know has a lighter tone lighter Mm -hmm. vibe but i give it to heat too final category which one did you enjoy more oh i think it's a sweep for heat i Heat's pretty good it's a long movie and it did drag at parts especially it felt like a roller coaster like Mm -hmm. they would there'd be lots of action scenes then they would talk and then you'd be like do I need to pay attention to this conversation? It's been going on for a few minutes, but then they wrap it up and yeah. they go to the next and it's it's fine. Yeah, it's almost three hours, so prepare for that, but it's worth it. Untouchables is okay. Uh, I know a lot of people like that movie. I just didn't give it a give it a watch, but I didn't care
0: for it. I agree. I think I actually really, really like Heat. It is a long movie, but it's interesting when I was watching it because I, I didn't realize how long it was until i think when i went to watch it i started it at like one o'clock and i had to be somewhere at (laughs) four so you're like i could squeeze in this movie yeah i was like i I was like i'll watch this movie real quick and uh so i started watching it and i I was fully invested in it and i didn't realize exactly how long it was until i looked at the clock and i was like oh shoot i gotta go what (laughs) there's still 20 minutes left for this movie oh my gosh <laughs> but i th- i think i think the pacing works i think the acting is really good on both parts between Al Pacino and robert de niro i like the way that the story's framed i like the tech in it the only thing the music uh, doesn't really do anything for me mm-hmm. for heat but other than that i would probably consider heat in my top 100 movies oh wow i really enjoy yeah, for a cup robber movie yeah, it's yep. up there for sure mm-hmm. it's it's different uh the untouchables it's, it's a good movie i mean it, it was a fine watch i didn't dislike it aside from that baby scene i liked the music the acting was fine the story's fine the pacing's a little bit weird it's not one that i would consider like a great movie i know like you said a lot of people like this movie and maybe we've we're just exposed to it too late past yeah, its past be. its prime but i don't know it just it wasn't that spectacular to mm-hmm. me. Would I watch it again? Probably not by choice but
1: <laughs> Someone's going to strap you down and yeah, yeah. force your eyelids open. I'll be like Alright, I'll, <laughs> yeah, I'll watch it You, watch you, it you, watch you it. don't got to keep my eyes. <laughs> Get ready for next week. Batman. Whoa! From uh, 1989. I have to specify that because there's lots of Batmans. Yeah, now there's
0: so many Batman. <laughs>
1: Just Batman. And then Superman. Superman the movie from 19. 19- 78. Gave you a little. I gave the time early, the years early. Yeah. I guess you'll have to quiz me
0: next week. Yeah. See if you remember. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening.